Hi everyone, welcome back to the Steve Perriman podcast after our short break. In the meantime, uh, my family, we've moved from Limpstone, uh, but as yet not moved into our proposed new dwelling in Wiltshire that hopefully will be finalized in the next month. So at the moment we're staying in a hotel. So apart from being homeless, life is good, uh, helped by uh, two ex-Spurs legends, Peter Crouch saving our summer and Gary Lineker uh, saving the world. Uh, A couple of ex-Spurs heroes proving their worth even today, eh? So just need a moment uh, to explain the theme of these podcasts. And I'm going to use the fixture list to give you an insight into some past games. So this week, Everton. During my playing days, which to remind you were from 1969 to 1986. So that's some stories from the pitch or dressing room or both from that era uh, to possibly spark your memory. And for any younger listeners uh, to be able to give you the feel of, of football days, Spurs football days and moments from another time. To add value to these stories, I've asked a very good friend of mine, Howard Goldstein, for some input from a supporter's perspective. Howard traveled the country uh, with his wife, Vivian, uh, to watch his beloved Spurs, not only in this country, but, but in Europe as well. Howard has supported the mighty Spurs for a long time prior to my playing years. And of course, unlike players who get old and move on to another life, another club, supporters stay on forever. So his Spurs years span most of the last 55 years from a a young boy uh, to an elderly gentleman, said with much respect, Howard. So he's, he's grown from a boy into a man with, you know, Spurs alongside him and helped or hindered by his Spurs experiences, both ups and downs, which I suppose applies to the majority of, of you people listening today. So, hi, Howard. Welcome, sir. Uh, could you please introduce yourself and start by, please, Letting us know how your relationship with the mighty Tottenham Hotspur started. My first recollection of Tottenham was on the 2nd of November 1960, when I got picked up by my father after school on Saturday and looked at the um, classified scores that appeared, used to appear every Saturday on pink paper. I said to my dad, I'd, played, I'd enjoyed playing football that day. I dropped a pen on the paper and I said, whoever wins that match, I will support. And this match result, result was Tottenham Hotspur 3, Cardiff City 2. Thank God, if it had been the other way around, none of this could have happened. I, th- I then started nagging my parents to take me to a game. 
And the following year, 24th of February, 1962, I turned up to see Plus, played Bolton. And the moment I got to the top of those steps that you first see the stadium, I was gone. That was the moment. That was the moment. We drew to all, so it wasn't too bad. Jimmy Greaves, who was going to be my hero for the next however long, scored one of the goals. And uh, it was started, started me off down this road. So you didn't see Bill Nicholson's opening game of his managerial reign? Sadly, no. With a 10-4 victory over Everton. Yeah. That was in 1959. So you started in the early 60s, yeah? Yeah, 1960, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you just missed that out. Um, but I believe that's worthy of a mention because Bill Nicholson is so important to all of us, um, you know, in so many ways uh, with, with any people, players or, or, or supporters who have a love for Tottenham Hotspur, surely, you know, love the name of Bill Nicholson. So go on now, give us your, give us your, um, your memory. Um, the 84-85 season that Steve had already spoken about, we were playing, we, many people feel that was our best chance of winning the league in the last 50 years. And towards the end of the season, Everton and Tottenham were neck, neck and neck. Sadly, I got a phone call the day before, week before the Everton game, that my mother had, had had a stroke in South Africa where she and my father were on holiday. Obviously, this was a terribly serious situation, so my brothers and I flew out the next day. When we stayed in Cape Town for a few days, while my mother hopefully got, got well enough to come home, and it would mean I was going to miss the Everton game. Now, in those days, they didn't televise soccer in South Africa. There wasn't even a radio coverage, and no one really knew what I was talking about. And I, believe me, I talked to everybody about it. <laughs> Absolutely. So, before I'd left for, for Cape Town, I'd given Viv, the beautiful Vivian who you've already mentioned, on my phone. And the phone was what they call the brick telephone. And they were called brick. The early, the early brick telephone. Exactly. It weighed more than a brick. <laughs> it smashed head against it. But also, because of the newness of, the th of these things, there were no, not very few ma masts around, therefore the recoverage was very limited. Yeah. Of and course. what there was, was terribly, broke up an awful lot. Anyway, we got to the Wednesday night when we were playing Everton. Viv's got the phone. I go to the game. I am sitting through dinner to these people who very kindly invited us to. And I am desperate. So I keep running out of the room, pretending I'm going to the loo. In fact, I jumped into their bedroom, took their phone, phoned my mobile phone the brick. <laughs> sometimes it got through to Viv, sometimes it didn't. But she answered it at one point in the second half, we were one nil down. And I'm just about to hang up from the 10th time I called her and there was this roar, which I'm sure th went through the phone when it came out to South Africa and everywhere else. Where Graham Roberts unleashed a great shot and we were one all. Now yeah. we're gonna win the game. I went back inside, apologized for my behavior, ran out again. Very sadly, we lost 2-1 and the dream really for that season was over. But fortunately, my mum did get better, so at least there's something worthwhile here. Well done, Howard. Yeah, I, I'm sure that we've all got moments in our family life that have been affected uh, by Spurs and Spurs performances. Uh, that was a very good team for Everton. Howard Kendall, the manager, um, Peter Reid, players like that. Andy Gray, I think, was at the front. 
and uh, Gary Lineker. A very good Trevor, Trevor Stephen, also in midfield. Kevin Sheedy, a very classy team. And um, but because they won that that very high profile game, they went on to be champions and and actually deserved it. Yeah. I've I've got a, a recollection of the the first game of that season. Spurs play Everton at Everton. So just a bit of background. Season 84-85. Keith Birkinshaw's team wins the UEFA Cup. He, call it retires or gets sacked or resigned or whatever you call it. Peter Shreves eventually takes over. And during that summer, Steve Archibald joins Barcelona. Peter brings in uh, Clive Allen and John Chidozzi. First game at, uh, at Everton away. So it's a test. Test for Peter in his first game. Test for these two players in their first game. But the fact we won the UEFA Cup, we were a good team anyway. Um, no Glenn, no Aussie. I think they're still unfit from the previous season. So they were, they were bad injuries. Uh, but Ray Clements was back instead of Tony Parks. I'm never going to forget this. Um, Everton had won the FA Cup in May because of that cup final victory. They then played in the charity shield against their big rivals, Liverpool. They beat Liverpool. Uh, Bruce Grubbler own goal. I don't know quite how that happened, but it did. So this is the team on the up. They've won the FA Cup. They've won the Charity Shield. They're now playing Tottenham. First game of the season. And they parade all the trophies, even the FA Youth Cup, which they won as well. So that tells you how things were going for them. They paraded them in front of their crowd before the game. With my experience, with my experience head on, do not do that. Do not show those trophies in front of your opponents. And guess what? They went a goal up after about 10 minutes. So this is carnival time on Merseyside. Carnival time. Well, guess what? The, the downtime is coming and it came with a, with a jolt. So we won 4-1. What a fantastic away result. Clive Allen, two goals on his debut. John Chidozzi, uh, a goal on his debut. And Mark Falco completed the scoring. Great win, 4-1. Without Glenn and uh, Ozzy in the team, I mean, Clive Allen must have been thinking, wow, what a team this is. We haven't even got the top men playing. And I'm, I'm getting this service to score two goals. So I think a bit of a lesson there for, for clubs. Don't, don't put your trophies down the throat of your opponent on such a day because it normally backfires on you. Well, what you said, though, is it reminded me of bringing Peter Reid into it. When Peter Reid was manager of Man City, we played them five times in that year. Draw in FA Cup, or draw in the League Cup, FA Cup, twice in the league. And we destroyed their season, really. Yeah. We, we'd just gone on holiday in Spain, and there's a little alleyway behind the back of our house. And I'm standing looking over the alleyway, and I look out to sea, and there's a man walking past me, and I thought, that's Peter Reid. And just as he got level with me at the gate, and I said hello, 
my four-year-old son ran out and he's wearing a Spurs shirt and poor Pete goes, I've had enough of you. That's <laughs> enough. No more Spurs. No more Spurs. Well, he had it over us during that second game when they eventually won the, won the league title, which it was great for them. Again, they deserved it. My other memory is, is in 69 when I started playing. Um, I'd played, been in the team late September uh, 69. I'd been given my debut by Bill Nicholson. About eight to ten games later, we're supposed to play Everton at home. I'm very proud of the fact that a lot of the seasons that I played, 17 in the first team, a lot of those seasons I played the maximum games. There has to be some luck involved in that. I, I, I don't want to put too much down to luck, but I want to tell you a story about this Saturday game, Saturday fixture against Everton at home. I woke up as normal Saturday morning, and when I woke up, Every this this was every time I woke up in the morning of a game, I'd think, how did you sleep? How's your body feel? Did you get enough sleep? Are you tired? Well, I couldn't answer those questions on this particular day because I'd been up all night. I had a terrible stomach problem. So at nine o'clock in the morning, when I eventually woke up again, uh, I said to my mother, um, bad stomach, haven't slept all night. She phoned Bill Nicholson. Bill said, what time would Steve have to wake up to get ready to come to the game? So she said, about 11 o'clock. He said, leave him in bed until 11 o'clock. See how he is and then phone me again. From the moment she put the phone down, round about nine o'clock, it snowed. So by the time she phoned Bill at 11 o'clock, so two hours, there was five inches of rain, uh, of snow came down, both in West London and North London. So Bill Nick was quite happy to say, Mrs. Perryman, don't worry about him being well enough or not. I doubt if he would could play, but the game is off anyway. So that was the first time that game was off. It was supposed to have been played in uh, November. And night game, so it's turned from a Saturday to a rearranged night game, probably Wednesday night in those days. The game only lasted for 10 minutes, no, sorry, 29 minutes, because floodlight failure. The lights went off. It never happened before to me in any game. It never happened 800-odd games later. Never. And the problem was that as the lights went off, Peter... Collins jumped, won a header, came down badly on his ankle and was stretched off in pitch blackness, pitch darkness. You can imagine, you know, he's distraught with this injury that could possibly and actually did finish his career. Although he did play some games after, he was never the same again. Peter was being trained to take over from the great Mike England when, when his career was running down. Um, but so that was the second time this game should have been played third time was in January but because in my first ever FA Cup game third round away at Bradford City because we drew we then had a replay against them 
So the rearranged game with Everton home was called off again. And it wasn't played in the end until March. And then we played them twice on the Wednesday and the Saturday. They were going great guns in the top league. This is Bull, Harvey, Kendall, the bone captain, Harry Catterick, the manager. Great team, great club. It always reminded me when I was playing at Everton of uh, playing at White Hart Lane. I think it had a similar feel about it. I think there were some links between the, the architect. So um, those four points they took off of us, two games, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two games in four days, those four points helped them win the league that year. So both years we're talking about, Howard, they were champions. Yes, we beat them 4-1. When we beat them 4-1 on the day when they, the carnival atmosphere, they lost the next game in midweek to West Bromwich Albion. So imagine losing your first two league games. I bet, I bet the pressure was on the manager then, Howard Kendall. But they eventually won the league title. So it just goes to show you there is a lot of luck involved. With regard to that first game that I should have missed and didn't, that was lucky for me. The fact it was, when it was rearranged, Peter Collins got such a bad injury. That was bad luck for him and his career. So, folks, hope you've enjoyed uh, our latest jaunt down White Hart memory lane of all things Spurs uh, from the past. I will try not to make these too one-sided in favour of our wonderful club. Uh, so this time uh, we've mentioned five games versus Everton with three defeats and two wins. But thought it really important to mention Bill Nicholson's first century into football management with a 10-4 win. Uh, to start off his magnificent managerial spell to try and level things up a bit. Good luck to everyone this afternoon. Um, I know that you know how these games, win or lose, the how outcome affects the, the supporters' lives. Imagine going into work on the back of a wave of optimism after a 4-1 away win on the first day of the season as had spoken about already with a new manager new players both scoring on their debuts whereas the, as against the feeling of frustration and disappointment without the football fix when snow or floodlight failure make it impossible to watch uh, our favourite team it also highlights the luck involved when my early career not missing uh, a game because of the the snow involvement and how that did affect Peter Collins' career and hindering it um, with the rearranged game, uh, which was such a shame. Many thanks for listening. I hope you've been lifted by a couple of new signings uh, during the short break. And have more understanding with the help of the Tottenham film uh, of how things work from the inside and have more confidence that the club is in good hands with Mr Levy and Mourinho with regard to their ethics. Many thanks to Howard uh, and his assistant Vivian 
for his input from the supporter perspective. Also to Tom for his sterling work in control of this production and to my daughter Ella and her partner Will for their work uh, putting it out there for your enjoyment, hopefully. So keep safe, happy and positive uh, in the club's future. And lastly, come on you Spurs. Bye-bye, Steve Perryman. <laughs>